Bluff City Media presents The Anthony Sane Show on YouTube at Bluff City Media. Stepping up to the microphone is your host, Anthony Sane. Acknowledge me. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to The Anthony Sane Show here live from the Bluff City Media Studios. Got my guy, Kenny Stubberfield, behind the glass. Kenny, what it do, my brother? My brother, are you doing good? Man, good, man. Feel like we, uh feel like it's been a while for some reason. I, I think it's because there's so many things I want to talk about, man. I've been so kinda, much stuff. I've been kind of sitting on since the last time we had a show, man. Uh, big show today, man. Jason Munz from the Commercial Appeal is going to join us today. Of course, he is the uh, Tiger basketball B-Rider. He's fresh back, uh, freshly back from the Dominican Republic, man, ready to talk about everything. Everything he saw and heard while he was out there, man. Uh, the Tigers wrapped up uh, a three-game tour on the Dominican Republic. That's definitely what we'll talk about. Uh, since the last time we talked, um, that Dominican Republic trip, um, I watched all three games. I'm not going to lie to you and tell you I watched um, them in their entirety. Um, the games got a little bit more and more ghetto, uh, Kenny Stubblefield. <laughs> yeah. um, and and <laughs> They they started uh, digressing, not not progressing. They started uh, regressing. I'm sorry, um, from game to game. The first game, I was I was astonished by the presentation quality. It went from looking like it was going to be for some weird camera angle, uh, some snuck snuck in phone, to a uh, beautiful TV presentation with a uh, gorgeous Dominic, Dominican uh, woman uh, commentator with some dude. I don't really know anything about the dude. It went from that with with Big Poppy in the biz in the building, uh, baddies on court at courtside. We talked about that. Yeah, and it just kind of fell off, man. Uh, second game did not have that level of presentation. Uh, still had the scoreboard, things like that, the yeah. score, all those kind of things on the screen. Uh, they were commentators, uh, but yeah, that third game was yeah, it was quite ghetto. I would say Kenny Stubberfield. Um, had yeah, a, that was a tough one. You got the score and that's it. Like you didn't have, you couldn't even put a time timer on there, man. You didn't even know how much time was left. You, you knew what quarter you in. Didn't know anything about the time, uh, but yeah, it was it was a nice tour. I would definitely say that. Um, awesome tour, I would say, for this team. Uh, it's kind of like watching uh, uh, an Avengers movie, where every every superhero gets a moment where he gets to shine and look good, yep. and every player who was down, out there to play had a stretch where they looked awesome. <laughs> and it's just just point blank period. They look very good, man, and. Um, that second game, they played uh, a mixed bag of dudes. Some of them were old as hell. Some of them were young. Some of them were good. Some of them were bad. Um, but it's weird, man, because it's like, it's kind of like, uh, we'll probably talk to Muns about this as well. I don't want to waste a lot of time here. I want to go ahead and jump into this interview with him. Um, it's kind of like you get, you ever, you ever seen movies like Rocky IV? I'm not going to make that extreme an example. Yeah. Like, nobody died, but... Um, it's like you thought this was going to be an exhibition. You know, we're going to run around. Teams are going to eventually lay down for us. But, no, nah, these teams were coming at us. And I think they said in the second game, part of the lay was because they were trying to get as good as a team as possible to take on Memphis because they really wanted to beat us in that game. Yeah. Uh, they didn't. We pulled the second game out, blew them out in the third game, playing a lot of our freshmen. Um, I think it was good, man. I think the, the purpose of this tour uh, was to get guys acclimated. I don't have any. I've seen people in these Facebook groups you know, criticizing the defense. I'm like, man, these dudes just got together, man. They'll be fine. They literally have a They'll be fine, man. It's the last thing I'm worried about with this team is defense, man. Any team that's been coached by Penny Hardaway has had phenomenal defense. And this team is equipped with guys who are probably going to be his best defensive team, which is wild to say. But, um, yeah, this is, I think this team is going to be uber talented, man. Um, yeah, I think, the, I think the tour was great. I think it was fun. But you know I've talked, man. I don't want to waste a lot of time. I'm ready to get my boy Jason Munns out here. Like I said, it's going to be a great show. 
uh, uh, the three-pointer is going to be cool. Got a lot of stuff going on. Got some Tony Allen stuff. Got uh, some Jaron Jackson Jr. news. Uh, Team USA played yesterday, played last night. Uh, Mark Jackson. Uh, so <laughs> going to talk about that. You said you got a surprise for me, man. I do have a surprise. I, 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 I've been worried about this all day, uh, all, a couple of days. You've been talk, telling me about this all weekend. You had a surprise. You want, we're going to do that in the three-pointer. It's going to be a three-pointer and one today. Uh, we'll, we'll do that in segment number three. And all inside the same brain is going to be special today. I wonder what it's going to be about. What, hmm. what non-sports-related event? Hmm. Has happened, uh, Kenny Stubberfield, that I may have particular interest in and want to share my thoughts in. I, I mean, you know. mentioned the Avengers earlier. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is Black Panther 3. <laughs> this is Wakanda Forever. Wakanda, yeah, Wakanda Lives. Yeah, man. <laughs> it was the director's cut of uh, uh, Black Panther, part three. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. They brought back Killmonger and everything for that joint. But yeah, we're going to talk about that. Uh, <laughs> and uh, inside the same brain for sure. Uh, but let's go ahead and take a break. When we come back, my boy Jason Munns, I'm ready to rock and roll with him for sure to really dig into this whole thing that went down in the DR for sure. And that'll be when we come back here on the Anthony Sane Show. See you guys in a minute. What's up, guys? I'm so excited to announce that we have partnered with Coaching for Literacy, and you can read more about them at coachingforliteracy.org or follow them on social media at Coaching for Literacy. Your subscription to Bluff City NIL is 100% tax deductible because of our partnership together. Thank you for supporting Memphis Tiger student athletes and helping promote the monumental cause of childhood literacy. Has FAU somersaulted over a lot of other teams as like your most aggravating fan base? Oh, easily. They just think they are so elite because they made this one run. You won this one fluky-ass game where there were six or seven different calls everyone were up in arms about. Like, what, what are we talking about? And it's not like a thing where they're like, hey, Memphis, great game. You guys are great competitors. I can't wait to see what the future holds between us. Because if they said that, I would respect them. I don't respect FAU fans. I don't. Tune in to Tigers Untapped with TJ Willis and Trey Lasley every Wednesday at 3 p.m. on the Bluff City Media YouTube channel. It's hard to poke a hole in this roster. I mean, it's weird saying that in August, but just looking at the spread of it, the way it's the way it's worked out and come together and what the staff has done, once again, flowers are deserved. It, like, if you're poking a hole, it's all kind of more abstract thoughts. Absolutely. Like, how are they going to gel? Yep. If you're just talking roles, they have every role filled. Yep. We won't know that for months. Yeah. So instead of harping on that, like, you know, some people are going to get fired up about that now. Like, just looking at what's built and where this could potentially go is pretty cool. Tune in to On the Bluff with Christian Fowler and Gabe Kuhn every Tuesday at 12 p.m. on the Bluff City Media YouTube channel. Welcome back to the Sit Down with Sane. As promised, I have a very special guest today. My boy, fresh out the boat, man, but not the boat in uh, in Alabama. Fresh out the boat in the DR. Uh, my man, Jason Munns. You know him. He's the uh, Memphis, uh, University of Memphis basketball team beat writer for the Commercial Appeal, doing big things. Y'all know him. You see him on Twitter. He's the guy that kind of talks in code a lot. You got to kind of watch Munns because he'll drop a whole breaking news, cryptic tweets and all that type of stuff. 
But I got my boy with me, uh, Jason Mons. Jason, what's going on, bro? Oh, I'm recovering. Yeah. I'm recuperating. I was telling Kenny earlier that uh, every year it seems like it takes a little while longer to get over these trips. Mm -hmm. And uh, this one especially uh, was, I, I think I'm on night three mm -hmm. of a full night's sleep and I'm right about <clears throat> recharged. Right. But, uh, but other than that, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm, 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 have you ever felt excited about something, but also nervous that, that just like also extremely nervous or maybe even a little scared? That's how I feel right now yeah. sitting down with you. Why you, uh, why? you, you intimidate the absolute crap out of me. Oh, I know. I'm sure I do. I've I heard mean, that I mean, you're especially considering we're in the eve of uh, you know August the fifth out here, man. You know, I, I, I can see people being. Kind well, of I mean, that's not, that's <laughs> uh, you, no, just <laughs> you, message, but yeah. you, you, you're uh, you know, you're you're a larger than life. Man, I appreciate that, man. And I, I am just very happy to be here, but also very nervous. Well, don't be nervous, man. I, I, I do appreciate. Uh, I, I'll take that as a compliment, man, for sure. No, I mean. That that's exactly how it was meant. I appreciate you. Well, what were things like in the DR, man? Like you, you fresh out, you fresh out the boat. Like I said, uh, what are your initial thoughts on the talent level you saw uh, from the Tiger team after watching those three exhibition games? Well, I mean, like nine times out of ten, or maybe even like nine point seven <clears throat> times out of ten, mm -hmm. when teams go on these preseason international trips, mm -hmm. you know, you're playing lower level competition mm -hmm. you're, you're playing uh oh i don't know like uh university of little rock uh or you know that type of competition mm -hmm. you're playing uh, uh i don't know I, I'm, I'm not like trying to disparage any uh any uh, programs but you're, you're right. playing lower level competition well that was not this uh by any stretch of the imagination i mean they, they get they get there on tuesday and then they bus over to Santo Domingo, and mm -hmm. they're playing the Dominican national team with guys who either are in the NBA or have played in the NBA right. or uh, are playing professionally in other leagues uh, around the world. And it was, I mean, like, I would seriously, I would put, I would put, like, I would compare that first game, uh, the Dominican national team, to, like, the Houston teams from the mm -hmm. past few years now i mean obviously you know they're not as well oiled as a houston team would be whenever memphis would play them in march or february or whatever it was i mean they've only been the dominican national team's only been practicing together for a week or two before they play memphis but mm -hmm. we're talking about high level basketball players right um guys who've played at at, at the division one level uh at the high major division one level <clears throat> if they're not playing professionally currently um and not only that it's in front of 8,000 people plus mm -hmm. and not just 8,000 people. We're talking about 8,000 of the most rambunctious people. Yeah. It looked possibly. wild as hell over there. Man. It was. And I mean, like it, it, from the minute you, it was another thing Kenny was, uh, I was talking to mm -hmm. Kenny about, um, he was like, you know, was it a situation where you walked into the arena and you kind of were stepping into the, like, what did I, what, what is this? Mm -hmm. It was that, it was that before you even got there. Um, I mean, like it was around five o'clock in, in Santo Domingo, the capital, like 4 million people. Mm -hmm. And, you know, driving there is a challenge anyway. 
And then you've got, you know, the team bus and you've got the, um, the, the, like there's a sprinter van that's carrying other people, uh, there with the team. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it, and it was just, uh, it was a, a very, very surreal experience, nerve wracking at times. Um, I mean, we were in, we were in legit traffic and there were people coming up to the driver's side window, mm-hmm. knocking on the window saying, you know, do you want tickets? There were other people, <laughs> there were other people and we weren't even to the arena yet. Right. There were other people knocking on the window, trying to sell, uh, uh, iPhone chargers. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, it was a, it was a, it was, you know, you knew you weren't, uh, somewhere you've really ever been before. Right. Um, when that was happening, but yeah, like, you know, you get on the, you get on the, uh, property where the arena is and like, it's crawling with people. I mm-hmm. mean, pre-gaming there was, was something to see. Yeah. And, uh, and so anyway, um, yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was a, a great, uh, thing for, I think the team to go and not be playing guys who are getting off their shift at the local yeah. diner or whatever. Yeah, I was I was expecting a good level of competition, but the magnitude of the whole event kind of shook me. Because when I saw, like, David Ortiz was there, and I saw dudes had the baddies on the front row, I was like, man, what is this? Like, this ain't, yeah. this ain't no bullshit game, man. Like, this is like... It's a yeah, moment. Yeah. It was a yeah. moment. Then I had to step back and think, okay, this is, this is kind of a like a sending off party for their national team. So this it's the same thing like we saw in Vegas yesterday, but probably even to a bigger magnitude because it feels much more isolated than than uh and 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 closer scale than probably the stuff we're seeing for Team USA. But yeah, it was an awesome event, man. Um I really enjoyed I really enjoyed the whole thing. All three games. Of course the second and third game didn't have the much of the buzz or the right. celebrity appeal, but I enjoyed watching all three games. What do you think? What did you think about what you saw from the Tigers? It's like as far as who really. What do you think about the overall talent level of, of this team? Me and Kenny talked about this earlier. How is you know so many guys had their moments where they kind of stood out um, on all three days. What do you think about the talent level that Penny has on his roster this year, based on what you saw? Well, I mean, considering that a third of the team that mm-hmm. went down on that trip had only been with the team for mm-hmm. less than a week, right? Like Javon Quinterly got there the Tuesday before mm-hmm. they left. Right. Um, who was next? Jaquan Jordan, Jordan Brown. He he was even sooner, even closer. Yeah, yeah. He was he got there on Saturday mm-hmm. and they left on Tuesday. Jaquan mm-hmm. Walton got there the Thursday before they left on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Jalen Young, who didn't play, uh, got he he met the team in Houston mm-hmm. in the Houston airport on the team's way to the Dominican Republic. Like right. that's how cl- close. Uh, that's how you know close he was to uh, to the actual trip, but um, that all that considered, the fact that they you know haven't ha- haven't really been a team mm-hmm. all year, all off season. I mean, um, I thought they played really in the in the competition level and the surroundings, and I mean, not to mention just traveling and playing right. games <clears throat> in a foreign country. I mean, that's hard enough. You're not just you're not just making a quick trip over to Dallas here. You're, you're, Mm -hmm. you're going to the Dominican Republic and it's like a, it's like all together, it's like a seven hour uh, ordeal and you're changing time zones. And so I think you take all that into consideration and, and, you know, they lost the first game, Mm -hmm. but that's fine. Like you're not, you're not in it for wins and losses. Uh, You, you, you peel back the layers and you look at, um, 
you know, how they played. And I mean, I, I, I defy anyone to not be impressed with mm-hmm. Caleb Mills, 18 and eight in his first, mm-hmm. uh, in his debut as a tiger, I guess, if we're calling this a debut, um, Jaquan Walton had 24 or 27 and 14 in the yeah. second game and the second game, like, yeah, it wasn't quite the same atmosphere or whatever, but they had pros too. Yeah. The, Indo- yeah. the, the MVP of the Indonesian basketball league was on that team, was on that team. 26 years old, played at Texas tech in Florida. Uh, another 26 year old guy, uh, put up 30 something mm-hmm. on him in that second game. Um, he's playing professionally in the Indonesian basketball league as well. Right. They had a guy toward the end of regulation in that game. Um, can't remember his name is like Juan Montoya. I, I can't remember his name, but mm-hmm. he hit like a put back. I think I remembered it. Yeah. Dunk over Javon Quinterly. <laughs> yeah. And he, and he, he holds the too it's small. A, the John Morant too small. He, and he yeah. holds it like for a good, for a good few seconds and so I was like, I got to look this up. He's 39 years old, this guy. <laughs> and it's like, you know. Who was the dude that had the LeBron hair and beard thing going? He was uh, like, he had, a, he had a ball spot in the back. Is that you talking about? That's what I'm talking about. Okay, yeah. Juan, he was talking shit the whole game. So yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, and yeah, he's a 39-year-old. And it's like, you know, you're, so you're figuring that, you know, you got 20-something guys, uh, 20-something-year-old guys going up against a 39-year-old. But, like, there's there are – there's craftiness about a 39 year old. Like they've been through a lot. They've mm-hmm. played a lot of basketball more. They've that dude's probably played basketball longer than everybody on the Memphis t- uh, team has been alive. Right. Like he's seen some stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, th- there's physicality, there's just grown man energy uh, that is associated with these players from the Dominican that, mm-hmm. that Memphis was having to go up against. And so, um, uh, sorry, I got kind of sidetracked. There. No, you're good, man. Um, I lost my way. You, um, you talked about the, the talent level so far of the team, what particular guys stood out to you the most? Like we all, we saw, you talked about the two guys you mentioned, like what guys were you kind of maybe even surprised by, by the way, what you saw from? Well, I mean, Carl Sharon font mm-hmm. was kind of at the top of the list. I mean, I'm about at the top of the list. He was, he was one of the ones that was up there that kind of surprised me. I mean, he's a, he's a true freshman. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he was a four star, but you know, you look at two four seven sports composite recruiting rankings, and mm-hmm. it was like one sixteen. Right, he was outside mm-hmm. the top one hundred. And I know, uh, you know, you you don't get caught up in recruit. You, you take recruiting rankings with a with a grain of salt, and you take what you see on exhibition trips with a grain of salt. Mm-hmm. But he passed the eye test. He's six five. Yeah, he's he, he looks, looks the part. part. Man. Yeah, yeah, like he's one of the ones you want coming off the bus uh-huh. first. And he had a couple of poster dunks that I that that really really impressed me, and um, you know he he played really well. Uh, Ashton Hardaway is another freshman who I thought played really well. I yeah. think he had more three pointers than anybody, more made three pointers mm-hmm. than anybody on the whole on the whole trip. Um, Nick Jordan was another one. I, I even yeah he surprised me, man. I mean, I even put it in the text yeah. group like I hope nobody's sleeping on Nick Jordan because he is going to help this team like hundred yeah. percent, whether Deandre Williams is allowed back or not. Um, Nick Jordan is going to be a factor on this team. So I would say, you know, I would say those three were probably the, the most pleasant yeah. surprises. That's what's up. I definitely agree. If, if someone told me that, uh, that Carl was 
a transfer as well, I would have believed it. Yeah. I, mean, I would have believed that he's got a year under his belt. That's he a did, good point. He didn't look like a lost freshman out there. You no, know? no. Like if he's, anything, he's an energy guy that can definitely defend on this level, I think. Well, sure. and I, I went back and read a story that I wrote about him back when he committed last October, and, like, I talked to some people who were around him who said that, like, that's his bread and butter. Like, that's mm-hmm. his sort of calling card. That's what's going to get him on the floor early mm-hmm. is his ability to play defense. And talking to people – yeah. Behind the scenes, since he's been on campus, they all say the same thing. He's the most athletic player on the team. Now, that was before Quinterly and uh, Jaquan Walton mm-hmm. and those others got on campus. But of the ones who got here early, most athletic on campus <clears throat> and is, like, legitimately ready to contribute now on the defensive yeah, end. Yeah. So. Yeah, I like his game for sure. Another player that I liked was David Jones. We saw – we didn't get to see him play for the Tigers, but we saw him playing – Across the court, uh, playing for the uh, DR national team, and I think that alone lets you know the caliber of player you got—a guy who's representing his country. Yep, and he's still playing college basketball. I think that that's major, and I don't think there was a charity case. He looks like he definitely looked like he belonged on the court. I don't think there was something they kind of put him on as an honorary player because they're playing the Tigers. He looked like he belonged out there. Yeah, when you see him. Um, Everyone so far is kind of penciling them in as being your starting small forward, whether that's playing with Nick Jordan or with DeAndre Williams, who we'll talk about later. Do, are you sure that's something that should be set in stone, or do, could you see him and Jaquan Walton possibly battle for this spot? I mean, see, here's the way I look. All right. If DeAndre Williams comes back, mm-hmm. is allowed to come back, I think one mm-hmm. of those two, David Jones and Jaquan Walton, is going to have to come off the bench. Yeah. Uh, unless, you know, unless you're – putting DeAndre at the five and Jordan Brown's coming off the bench, but I don't see that happening no. either. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but, you know, for the sake of the the argument here, um, I mean, I, I think it's going to be an all-season thing where maybe you play the matchups mm-hmm. uh, because they both are, you know, it, it seems like on the surface as we sit here today, I mean, mm-hmm. we've ne- we, David Jones has not – played a single game for Memphis, um, has not had a single practice with Memphis. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I do feel like um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good problem to have, yeah, and um, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how they do it. Like, do they alternate? Do they play matchups? Do they, uh, you know, it, it's, it's, uh, it's going to be um, probably the most, uh, probably the biggest question. Yeah. One of the biggest questions, once everything else is all ironed out, uh, is going to be, you know, who do you go with yeah. uh, at that at that spot? And, and years past, man, we've had different guys. Where you talked about something being a good problem to have, like at the wing position. We've had a lot of guys. We said that before, but these two dudes are like two NBA bodied, damn near NBA skilled guys, man. If, if both, you can see both of those guys being in last year's draft. And getting some real attention, sure. or, or being in the G League or playing the summer, you can send both of those guys playing in that, that level of basketball. Yep. So it's definitely a good problem to have, man. And uh, you mentioned DeAndre Williams. Do you have any update on him? How do you think the whole thing is going to play out? Of course, they're trying to get waivers for him. Uh, how do you think this is going to work out? I mean, the latest that that uh, I've been told is that um, his appeal, his uh, request for reconsideration, mm-hmm. has been submitted to the NCAA. Uh, that, that the University of Memphis's compliance office has submitted their mm-hmm. request. Um, beyond that, I don't think that we're going to get. Uh, I know we're not going to get like, you know, the NCAA doesn't give timetables mm-hmm. or anything to even the school. Um, it's it's all done very quietly and very privately. 
Um, you know, I, I do know that the school is, or, or the, the program, the, the coaches are optimistic. Mm-hmm. They feel good about what, is, about the case that DeAndre has. Mm-hmm. Um, I've talked to uh, uh, DeAndre's counsel, legal counsel, uh, Don Jackson, who has explained to me in great detail that, you know, he has successfully done this before. Um, and if in fact the NCAA judges this thing the way they judged that case, then there's no question he's going to mm-hmm. get the extra year. So I, I mean, I don't think there's any way to like handicap it. Like, right. I, don't, I don't think there's any way to say, uh, you know, it's 50, 50 or whatever, but it does seem like on the surface, Looks good. Based on what we know, mm-hmm. it looks good. I've talked to um, some like assistant coaches in not here, mm-hmm. uh, other places who are familiar with Memphis and familiar with the with the situation. Who say that? Who've told me that if there is evidence, and Don Jackson says that there is, that he's got um, documentation mm-hmm. uh, uh, that proves DeAndre was misadvised. Um, that was, he was given bad advice, but and the way it was explained to me by uh, some people in the uh, industry is that if if there is documentation, if there is evidence, mm-hmm. there's no way they're going to deny it. Yeah, that uh, that's a lot. A lot of people it seems like that's the feeling around it. It definitely feels like he's going to be back. And it's just a matter of time. It does, and I think he kind of puts the icing on the, the cake with this team because he's so versatile, man. You can play him small, you can play him big, you can do. He can guard. He can guard on the perimeter. He can guard in the post. He's just such a high energy guy. You know what I mean? He's just a leader for this team. I would love to see him back. You can throw out some. You can throw out some pretty devastating lineups for him too, man. Because you can oh, go. It. You can go DeAndre, Jaquan uh, Walton, and uh, and David Jones is your front court, and just do some 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 nasty stuff to teams for sure. Oh, you'd feel <laughs> you'd feel like you uh, won the lottery. Yeah, <laughs> like you could do was, some. Yeah. That, y- y- you're talking about being able to switch on defense mm-hmm. like seamlessly. Yeah. Um, yeah, like the versatility with that with that uh combo right there would be uh kind of like a cheat code. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm definitely down for all of that for sure. Yeah. Um you wrote an article on the commercial appeal where you talked about some of the unexpected diversity that this team had to deal with um in, in the Dominican public outside of, you know, on the court challenges, uh playing grown ass men, et cetera. <laughs> uh tell us about some of the stuff that you wrote about in that article. Well, so uh, let's see. Um, just, I mean, there's the language barrier. Mm-hmm. There's the travel situation. I mean, they so going from and the total disrespect on the on the score sheet, man. Celeb C- C- Mills and you had Celeb oh, Mills right. and and, the, and Pretty Hardaway, yeah. I believe there was and <laughs> Nicola uh, Jordan. Nicola Jordan. Like, come on, man. We just we just, we sent you an email, man. I had to do the copy and paste. <laughs> I know. Uh, there was that, um, but like so so. Uh, the team flew into Punta Cana, mm-hmm. Dominican. Say it again. Punta Cana. All right. Sounds like a fun place to be. And, uh, <laughs> it's like an hour from where they stay, uh-huh. um, which is La Romana. Mm-hmm. La Romana is another, or, or La Romana is in between Punta Cana and Santo Domingo. So they fly into Punta Cana, drive over to La Romana. Then the very next day, they got to drive two hours over to Santo Domingo. They get onto the, they get into the arena property and I'm watching this all play out right mm-hmm. in front of me. 
um, cause I'm on the, the little sprinter van behind, yeah, yeah. uh, or actually we were in front. Were you in the team? Were you in the Penny Hardaway official sprinter van? No, 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 oh, no, okay. no. This was a local. Oh, okay. Uh, they ain't fly the, 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 the Penny joint over there. No, that did, that did not make the trip. Put that joint on the boat. All right. Mm-hmm. All right I got you. Go no. ahead. <laughs> so, so, uh, we pulled in first, the, the van that I was on mm-hmm. pulled in first and I'm, I'm watching behind me and the, and it becomes very apparent very quickly that the bus cannot make the turn. Like, mm-hmm. Like they pull into the thing and they have to make a turn to get to the arena. They couldn't make the turn. There was a car that was parked so far out that they couldn't, they just couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. So, and this is, let me back up. We're already behind schedule uh, because it took so long to get through the city, had a police escort and everything police. uh, There was one intersection where the police uh, escort pulled into the intersection to stop traffic because traffic lights and stop mm-hmm. signs don't really, those are just mere suggestions. Like, yeah, I heard the traffic was, 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 bug, it was bug wild. It mean. was, it was unreal. Yeah. Uh, challenging, exciting, not things that you want out of traffic normally. Right. Uh, kind of want my traffic to be kind of mild mannered. Yeah, know? exactly. You want land traffic is typically pretty know right. what to expect. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this was not that uh, it was unexpected twists and turns every time you turn around, but, uh, including trying to get through this intersection where the, the police escort goes out in the middle of the intersection and, and just sits there almost gets broadsided two or three mm. different times. Um, like just kind of people just take their driving right. very seriously in, in the Dominican Republic. So anyway, that getting through the, um, congestion was was putting the team behind schedule a little mm. bit so they were going to be late to the arena anyway and then they Speaking get grand theft auto and it twisted metal in his kind of kind of kind of yeah so then they get to the thing and they can't make the turn so we have to unload the van that we're on and the van has to go back and pick up the team Damn. and so they pick up the players yeah. and shuttle them the rest of the way and the coaches had to the coaches walked mm. uh like you know, it was just like we're going to take the bags and we're going to walk the the through the crowd um, of people. And I'm telling you, it was it was hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people um, outside pre gaming. And so, like that was just one example. Uh, the air conditioning was didn't really work, mm-hmm. so it's very hot. It's very hot in there to, in in the Dominican Republic to begin with in August. The arena was hot too. The arena was hot. Damn. I mean, like, uh, and 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 because it's so humid there. How you hot like that and still had the bad joints though, Ken? How they how they pull that off, man? Damn, it, the it, bad the baddest was in the heat. God damn. But go ahead. Well, so they're used to it. They're, I guess. I mean, like you know, they live there. Yeah. Uh, so it but was, they ain't used to the no AC. I mean, what, <laughs> right, go ahead, bro. Go ahead. I'm, I'm, I'm getting off. Well, so like I'm the, looking out for the baddies, man. But go ahead. <laughs> so the floor is sweating uh, okay. sometimes. Like you you would see the guys go out there with the with the dry mops. And it wasn't because somebody had just fallen on the floor. Just it was natural because it was just yes, yeah. humid perspiration. Yeah, yeah. and and you got eight thousand plus people in there, and it's hotter than it would be if it was just empty. So it was uh, there was that the the second court that they played on, um, which was in La Romana. Yeah, thank goodness, uh, was warped all the way up and down. <laughs> The whole thing was warped. It Damn. was like it was like a, a, a playing the Pine Hill community. It was like a globe with the mm-hmm. with the mountain ridges yeah. on it, or a topographical map. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I've that, seen those type of courses. That's before. what it was like. Um, there was a, a point in the second game where Jaquan Walton slipped and fell. Yeah, I saw it. 
and like it looked pretty rough and mm-hmm. it wasn't because he got knocked down or anything. It was because he slipped on the, the wet, yeah. the wet warped floor. So that's rough, man. Um, and then some players got sick and had to be held out of the, had to be held out of the third game. Rick yeah. Stansberry didn't even go to the arena on the third game. For because real? Yeah. Cause they were all, they were all, uh, not all of them, but you know, there was a few of them. Jake one Walton didn't play in the third game. Yeah. Uh, cause they were all feeling sort of under the weather. Uh, Caleb Mills missed two games because he, had there something happened that resulted in in uh his legs getting scraped up oh man um that's the way penny explained it you could tell he didn't really want penny to, don't even know how to keep he didn't really <laughs> want to talk about it uh he the way he the way he, phrased he was like it, it was that some injuries he got like some yeah it it's was, some scrapes is yeah, the way he uh-huh. explained it um but he didn't really want to go any further than that but uh based on what i'm told it it, it it's minor. It is, in fact, minor. But, yeah. um, but these, yeah, the, a lot of this stuff was. I mean, that ragged ass wood in the court. <laughs> it might have been. Scraped his ass. Maybe it was. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, so. In years past, um, people have always kind of rolled their eyes or murmured about um, Jaden Hardaway mm-hmm. as far as like, yeah, who's, like, is, they'll say things like, is this roster good enough to keep Jaden out of the game? You hear people say those type of things. I'll say that I think this roster is good enough where to keep Jaden out of games. But I saw stuff out of Jaden in these three games. Like, nah, I don't that kid probably needs to get on the court. Like, I mean, this is what his fifth year or whatever, but Jaden Hardaway looks good, man. He looks he does. like he looks like he's earned rotation minutes this year. He has. Real. I mean, you know, he's uh in his sixth year. He redshirted his first year, so this mm-hmm. is gonna be his sixth season. For real? Yeah. He's because he's been there the entire time Penny's been there. Yeah. Right? Yeah, so they're going yeah. into their sixth Damn. season. Together. Okay, yeah, okay. Um, he didn't he didn't play his first year, but mm-hmm. uh, no, no. Jaden Hardaway is one hundred percent a contributor. I mean, and and he's been he's been that the last couple of years. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I think he started nineteen games last year or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, and I know that you know, as you said, that people say certain things mm-hmm. about about him in that light. Um. But he he has become a guy that you need, mm-hmm. a guy that that can help you win games. Um, he's not going to uh, necessarily win a game for lead you, you yeah. to victory, but he is certainly going to help you get there. Yeah, and he's gotten better every year. I yeah. think. I mean, he you know he he doesn't he doesn't do anything to hurt you. Yeah, and. Uh, what he does to help you is, is is getting better each year, and mm-hmm. uh, he showed some of that down in the Dominican Republic. Yeah, man, it was good stuff. It yeah. was good stuff for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, another conversation you're kind of hearing people talk about is the red shirting situation. Uh, it gets eye rolls for me because my thing is, um, it seems like in today's climate of college basketball, you're not convincing a kid to sit down for a year, especially right. when they're on the NIL deals and things like that. Well, if you do, you know that kid's gone. They're gone. You might as well just tell the kid to leave or right. just help the kid find another spot. Right. Uh, with that being said, do you think that red shirting still exists in today's college basketball climate? And if so, do you, because you're hearing people talk about Penny might need to red shirt JJ or you can red shirt Ashton because you know he's not going anywhere, possibly even uh, red shirt Carl. My thing is, man, don't do that. Let the kids play when they play. Because I think if you registered the kid, you might as well say he'll never play a game here. So yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Yeah. Um, especially in the case of somebody like JJ. I yeah. mean, he's gonna high profile kid. Yeah, I mean, he may be gone after this year anyway, right. just just for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. So um I, I do not see any of those three guys red shirting. Mm-hmm. 
Um, uh, you know, you, you might have been able to make a case for Carl ahead of time just because you didn't know what you were going to mm-hmm. get or we didn't know what, what they were getting mm-hmm. when they got Carl. Uh, but he showed uh, that, I mean, you know, those first two games, he showed that yeah. there's no sense whatsoever. I Play them when you can, when the earns men is using. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. you never know if somebody's going to get hurt or somebody's going to foul out or, I mean, you just, you fresh mm-hmm. legs. I mean, right. The way he has built, the way Penny has put this team together, especially if you get David Jones and DeAndre, I mean, you're talking about he's given himself the flexibility and I think the the ability to uh, press the whole game. Mm-hmm. I mean, like he's got guys that you can legitimately put out there every second of every game without much drop off. Mm-hmm. And so just, just don't let up. Never yeah. take your foot off the gas. Right. You've got the ability to do that now, and maybe we'll see that uh, yeah. as long as everybody stays healthy and right in that way. And then in, in their conference, man, you can see games yeah. where you know. Oh, that's the other. <laughs> that's the other thing. You're up thirty on somebody, and you can throw those guys out there and just. That's, Let them just, yeah. Yep, yeah, that's that's your. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a fan of red shirt in today's college basketball. No. It's, it's like you might as well just let that kid walk now. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. try to get him on somebody's roster now if you don't think he's gonna play. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm glad we're pretty much in agreement with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, another interesting dynamic on this team is you got Rick Stansberry, who's a long time, long time head coach. Uh, I'm sure he's been a big asset to Coach Hardaway as far as recruiting is going so far. How do you? Are, are they still in the honeymoon season? Like, how do you think that whole dynamic is going to play out? Because you got two guys who are alphas, strong personalities, guys who've recruited against each other, who you know there's probably some, yeah, I know you said this shit about me <laughs> to this kid. <laughs> you came and got this kid out of here, the, uh, the kid, what's the kid's name? Emmanuel Acott. Yeah, Emmanuel Acott. You got him about here last year. I don't see him being here any any more than a year, kind of like the guy last year. Frank uh, Haith. Yeah, Frank Haith. I think he'll probably be a one-and-done type of situation. But how do you see that dynamic playing? I'm not saying I predicted anything not to work, but how do you just see that? Because di- they, I think they can get together and make some something magical. They've done it so far. So far. Yeah. So yeah. What, how do you think that's going to play out? Well, I mean, like, uh, I mean, honestly, in, in, from what I've heard and what I've seen, so far so good. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I've, not, I've not been given any indication whatsoever that uh, that – there's been any mm-hmm. friction or, um, you know, whatever. I mean, I don't, so I, so I, I don't know if there has been anything like that, but, but from what I've seen and heard, um, it seems like this is working out well for both, both of them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Penny said it, I think the Thursday before they left last week, uh, he was asked about Rick, and he said that Rick's just kind of been sitting back and observing a lot, mm-hmm. um, and and sort of trying to get acclimated to the, the new setup. Or right. Like he's never been at Memphis before, he's never worked with Penny before, mm-hmm. all that stuff. He's never coached any of these players before, so uh, I, I I think that this trip was good for him in that way right. to be able to uh, to to sort of get his feet wet a little bit. Um, with the new surroundings and everything, but but no, you are one hundred percent correct when you talk about the combination of Penny Hardaway and Rick Stansberry. I don't think it's any coincidence that that they might that Penny Memphis might have its most talented mm-hmm. um, deep roster that it's ever had 
with those two guys on right. on the same. It's giving remember the Titans vibes a little bit. Yeah, you seen that movie? Huh? I yeah, I have seen that. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's kind of a classic. You ain't seen that one, bro. I've had to I've question you a little bit. Yeah, I, I bet you. Yeah, it kind of give like they got that kind of dynamic to it. They can get together and make something beautiful happen. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, you know, it, and it sounds like Rick is going to be uh, the the acting head coach when mm-hmm. when for those first three. Oh games yeah, yeah, yeah. That Penny is is out, so you know. Uh, we'll see, we'll see how the X's and O's yeah. and, and remember the, actual, the Tigers. Remember the Tigers. Yeah. I like that. Better make Did this documentary. Yeah, just, that's kind of what I do, man. I just kind of can pull shit out the air and just make <laughs> fast shit for y'all ass. So, well, that's might put it on a t-shirt, man. I, I know someone who makes t-shirts. Yeah, I do. I make them my own self, man. I know. Yeah, I know. I'm, about say, I'm about to get offended, man. Hold on, man. No, I know. <laughs> I, I, your reputation precedes you. I was about to get offended, bro. But no, yeah. you, you, I am a <laughs> massive Anthony Sane fan. For real, I, I'm, I ain't yes. know that. No, yes, like uh, this is my guy, man, Jason. Uh, I mean, Up like this bitch. It, I can say, can I can say bitch? No, yeah, yeah, I can say. That. I mean, right, it, it, it. The uh, there was a radio appearance that I did with with Let you me. and and Peter, where yeah. um, you might have. Not enjoyed the songs that the music oh, yeah. that I picked. Uh, and I gave you shit about it. I you think that? Uh, on the air, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Dude, I was like, man, get up out repeatedly, here repeatedly. Yeah. Other than that, massive Anthony Sane fan. That's good, man. Yeah, I, I, I'm a fan of yours. Everything too, you do, money months. No, what I call you. the uh, the the t-shirts. Like you ever bought some of my stuff? I, I well. I have not. I have not. Oh, okay. Bought any. I'm about to say, damn, man. Because I can't wear it. I'm about to get emotional, man. You can't wear it to work. I couldn't wear it around. Nah. I couldn't wear it. You know. You know who got on me about my stuff one time? Zach Climbing like came to me about my stuff. Oh, like uh, you would have thought he came to me a lot about the stuff I'd be doing, but he came to me because I had. He a, wanted you to knock it off. No, no, I had a shirt with him on it, with his face on it. Oh, it was a King Climbing shirt, oh, but this yeah. is one of the dopest shirts I've ever done. It was Zach Climbing on a shirt, and it, it was like him. It was a knockoff of the uh, um, Notorious B.I.G. when he had the crown on his head. Okay. He had, like, the black meat coat and every, all of it on, but it was Zach Kleiman's face, but it was on Biggie's album cover. Right. Thing. And he it did, said King Kleiman. He didn't like it? He just he said he thought it was an awesome shirt, but he was just kind of weird looking at himself on the shirt. Oh, okay. He asked me to stop selling those, and I did. But if you need one, <laughs> you can always. He was, he was serious? He didn't want you to keep selling it? He wanted me to stop selling it. Everything else, they said they're fine with it. Like, they've told me they're fine Could you give them away for free? If I mean, like. I don't, I don't know. Stop selling is not the same know. as uh, distributing them. I don't know. But that was one of my favorite What shirts. if you gave them to me to sell? Yeah, I think I'll probably make one for me for myself to wear. I'll get you one, bro. I'll get you one hey, on me. The uh, King Climbing Jump. I mean. And remember the Tigers with, with Penny and uh, that one I'll need. Rick Stansberry. That one I'll need. You can't want. wear it to practice, though, huh? I'll buy it just to support. Right. And uh, Penny, actually, where you got it from? Say, so, yeah, I don't know. When I go on vacation, I'll, I'll wear it when I go on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> Next time we go to the Dominican, because it sounds like Penny wants to go back. Right. We go back to the Dominican. Man, we were talking about that too, Kenny. Uh, how this seems like the like, it makes you want to be a B writer, man. Because these folks taking some boss ass trips to the damn DR. <laughs> it was you a married man, bro? I am. Oh, okay. Nah, you ain't do shit. But now, nah, uh, <laughs> you just in that mode. <laughs> look at the view, baby. You were FaceTiming your wife and shit. To look, I was taking a, a lot of pictures yeah, and yeah, uh, and sending them back. Sending yeah. them back home. Yeah. Jason Anthony put out there. He he put in an official request to be an adult chaperone, adult chaperone for the if Dominican needed. Republic trip. Need him. And he got turned down. I don't know why. Yeah. I could have been know. like a media liaison. You know what I mean? Something oh, that, like that. would have been sweet. Yeah. That anyway, been cool. Speaking of on vacation, uh, where the hell is Malcolm Dandridge? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> what is he? Go- what is that dude gonna do, man? 
he's around. He posted on Instagram today that he was uh, at like a smoothie shop or something. I, mm. I, I don't remember the name of it, but uh, so yeah, I mean, he's around. Uh, uh, I think he is maybe looking for nil money. A smoothie king. So. It wasn't Smoothie King. It was a local oh, okay. place, like a nutrition drink place. Okay. I don't remember the I name. I think I know what you're talking about. That place in White, used to be in Whitehaven, maybe. Maybe. I have to look that up, but go ahead. Um, so he's around. Uh, I, I think that he is, um, you know, weighing his options. Mm-hmm. Uh, he it, it sounds like he has options. Um, I th- Personally, I think he wants to be at Memphis. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we asked Penny last week uh whether you know malcolm uh, a reunion was mm-hmm. on the table and I, I wrote i wrote it this is the way i phrased it in the lead of my story it wasn't what penny said it was how he said it yeah, yeah. and it just it it just seems like we're headed toward a reunion yeah. Um, I don't know that I mean, you know, I think I think there's still some things up in the air. The DeAndre situation, yeah. the Mikey situation, I'm sure, I'm sure we'll talk about. Um No, I don't want to talk about it. Okay. I don't either. <laughs> I don't either. So let's not. Uh, uh but I, I do think that it, it's looking more and more likely than not that Malcolm uh I mean uh, yeah, odds are, in my opinion, mm-hmm. odds are odds are pretty high that Malcolm's gonna be back. And I think that's a good thing. I mean, like yeah, you could, you know, in a pinch, Nick Jordan could play some five. In a pinch, mm. if DeAndre's back, he could play some five. Um, even maybe uh, Jonathan Pierre, probably not. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you, I think you need a, a quality um, second option right. to Jordan Brown. And I mean, and and to me, Malcolm Dandridge is, is an uh, above average, above, above quality mm. Um second option to somebody like Jordan Brown. Yeah. Uh so yeah, I mean I think it would I think it would be uh beneficial for yeah. Memphis and for Malcolm to uh, have him come back. It's it's, it's, it seems there. like if he was coming if he was going somewhere else he would have been gone. It does. It seems like every passing day to me the odds yeah. increase that he's coming back. Yeah. Yeah, you mentioned uh Mike Williams. I want, I'm gonna throw out my Mike Williams scenario to you. I thought we weren't talking about. Mike. Well, we got to now. You, you've already, you've technically already talked about it. So. Okay, I guess that's right. uh, fair. I'm, enough. A, I'm gonna throw out my scenario, and you <laughs> tell me what you think about this scenario. This is what I think the perfect scenario for the University of Memphis, Penny Hardaway and Mikey Williams will be mutually, mutually beneficial. I, I debuted this on the Jason and John show, but I haven't really put this out here on my own show. But I'm gonna throw this out here with you. And you right. Tell me what you think. I say that you bring him on. You bring him on campus as a Whatever, whatever a student would be in that case. I don't know what that even looks like, okay? But you bring him on campus. You bring him on the team, all right? But he ha- it's a understanding that he won't play, okay. all right? Because I think that Mikey Williams, I think the lore of Mikey Williams is more important than anything he could possibly do on this particular team. I think, I think the, the unknown creates a value from him more than if he goes out there and doesn't look good this mm. year. And I think that you say, okay, look, stay here. You're on the team. He doesn't play? He doesn't play. Mm. He practices with uh, the team. Uh. He works out with Penny, all right? Travels with the team. Travels with the team, all those things. Or, or not. He's I don't know. part of the team. He's part of the team. But, but it's, it's understood that he won't play. Okay. And that can be whether, okay, we're waiting for legal stuff with him. Is that understood publicly? It's or understood. Behind the scenes? I don't know. Okay. But it's understood. Mikey and Penny know he they ain't They understand playing. it. Okay. Right. Got it. All right. So you work him out. You practice the whole season. And now... He declares for the draft at the end of the year. Uh-huh. Hadn't played a second of college basketball. Okay. But you got Penny Hardaway, who is your coach. Yep. 
he could talk to the scouts. He could talk to GMs. Like, look, I've been working with Mikey. I've seen him. I've got footage of me working out with him. I got footage of him in practice. You know he was the man in high school. Let's take that path instead of me actually playing him mm-hmm. as my second or third point guard on this team. Because does, does Mikey Williams really want to go out there and be a backup point guard no. on a D1 team? No. You know what I mean? Yeah, no. So that's acting the same formula, ladies and gentlemen. You, I mean. What, you, you, let me know what you think in the comments. And I'm asking you now, what do you think? I think it's uh, incredibly creative. Yeah. You're an outside-the-box thinker. Yeah. Uh, you've proven that. And this is you proving it yet again. Um, <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> what? What? Is that, is that an insult? No, no, okay. no. I appreciate the comment. Maybe blush a little bit. It is. It's, I mean, like, it's it's very uh, it's it's very much an outside-the-box mm-hmm. um, train of thought. And it, 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 it prevents any negative PR. It prevents it prevents Mikey looking bad on the court with it all. I mean, I think negative PR is going to come if he if he steps foot on campus. I think mm-hmm. negative PR is going to come. But it's not like I get what you're saying. And if legal stuff goes down, he just goes away, and we never ah, uh, you know what I mean? Like if he got to go to court or whatever. Hey, we didn't. You never saw Nike, Mikey, not Nike, Mikey playing anyway. I mean, you know. The more I, the more you talk about it, and the more it, I sit here and ruminate you. on it's it, it's just sound good enough. It's it's uh, it's not uh, like just it's not as far fetched as it mm-hmm. sounded initially. Mm-hmm. The more I sit here and think about it, now I don't think that that's gonna no. I don't. <laughs> Some extremely weird is about to go down. Maybe about to tell you some weird stuff about that dude. Here's, wait, what wait, go ahead. here's what I'll say. I will say that that sounds like an idea that's ahead of its time. Mm-hmm. Five years from now, maybe something like that. Mm-hmm. I could I mean, not necessarily at Memphis. Somebody could take right. that idea somewhere and use and you know put it into practice down the road. I just don't know that right now, especially considering it's August and the season starts in a couple right. of months. If they had thought about this, maybe in April when the stuff went down, right? Uh, when the arrest was made, um, then maybe. But I, I, I applaud you for your, um, for your creativity. I mean, right. I think that's a. Because I, think, you, I think, you're a problem solver. It yeah, like. it seems like I am. Man. Yeah, I just think if Michael Williams plays a minute of college basketball as a backup point guard, he won't go to the NBA. I think he still has a chance of getting drafted with the method I put out. There. I think you're absolutely right. I think because Penny can like like Penny can like, hey, the kid's fine. I've been working out with him. Yeah. He's good. Get him. He can get the kid workouts, and he still might. They still know him as Mikey Williams from high school, and and they can understand why he didn't play college basketball. Like he had this legal stuff going on. I didn't want him to be on the team and then off the team. I want to keep him out of the press, but I want to keep keep hands on him and keep him within arm's reach. That's, that shit sound dope. And uh, I ain't gonna lie. More more, I say that shit, it sound better. You're talking me into it, but <laughs> call Penny, man. Because you're, cause you're you also because you know I don't. Because you're also uh, <laughs> I gotta get Doc Holiday on the phone. To get yeah, Doc. right, right, right. Because <laughs> you're also keeping him out of like when you go on the road. Mm-hmm. If you put him out on the floor, I mean, it was bad when they oh, put Imani yeah. out on the floor. Yeah. Imagine putting Mikey Williams out on the floor yeah. with the legal stuff going on. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't. I, it doesn't feel like that's. Uh, I like the idea. I just don't know that it's yeah feasible. Yeah, we'll right see right now. We'll see. Right. The alternatives seem kind of strange if you just kind of put him on the team and he's like. Well, there's the other alternative. Coming in behind Jalen Young. I mean, yeah, yeah. kind of bad for Nothing him. against Jalen. Yeah, I'm just saying, man. But you know what I mean? That would be kind of strange. Or well, if be. he's got like pending gun charges out there. That could I be. mean, there's the other alternative that he yeah. just never comes. Yeah, exactly. At all. Yeah, but he's, in the, he's you know, allegedly in the city doing his thing. So we'll see how that all plays out. I mean, I don't know that he's 
I think he's here. I ain't never seen him. You seen him? I mean, I saw the photo yeah. at the sports and How do we know that when AI though? Oh. <laughs> AI in the um in the silo, in the silo square. This just blew my mind. <laughs> no. <laughs> but we've we've given this team props uh for the last 30 minutes or so. Uh, they deserve it definitely. Yeah. Are there any concerns outside of this Michael Williams situation that we just chopped up for the last five minutes? Is there any – do you have any concerns about this roster or chemistry or – because when I hear Malco, I kind of – I'll admittedly kind of cringe like, I don't know. So where are you at as far as possible concerns going into next year? I mean, I – Egos, chemistry, any type of thing. So far, I've not been given any reason to think that mm-hmm. there's anything like that going on. I think mm-hmm. everybody understands – everybody – all the players that I've talked to, I've kind of I've, – I've asked some of the players – this uh back in the in in the Dominican Republic like mm. you know some of the guys who especially got in early um like you committed and you signed and you came here mm-hmm. when the picture wasn't the puzzle wasn't anywhere right. close to being done you know like was that nerve-wracking at all and everybody's mm-hmm. like no like I totally trust Penny like he's, right. he he knows what he's doing he's very good at what he does totally trust Penny um, and it seems, you know, in those same conversations, like everybody, everybody's buying into the idea that if they come together, they've got a chance to do something special. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you might not play as much as you want to, or you might not play the position that you want to or whatever. But mm-hmm. uh, if you just kind of put all that aside, by the time you get to March, you know, you, you got a chance of doing something really, really special. And yeah. I think, you know, it is August. And so everybody's kind of going to kind of be saying mm-hmm. that, um, as far as like what I saw on the court, you know, I don't know, free throw shooting wasn't the best defense yeah. defense left a little bit to be desired. They gave mm-hmm. up in the second game where they gave up 98 points. I think it was. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, rebounding wasn't overly impressive. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, I mean, it's you're in the it's, an, exhibi- it's yeah. an exhibition and these guys are down there to score points. And they got I mean? they all got together a few days before they left, like you yeah. said. Yeah. So I mean, I, I don't. The only obvious thing that you can point to is the unknown. Right. Like they, most of these guys have never played together before. Right. So like, if you're looking to nitpick, I would say that's it. Like the fear of the unknown. Like yeah. what if they do come not come together? What if what if they aren't able to get on the same page? Mm-hmm. But based on what we saw uh, last week, it looked pretty good, especially on offense. I mean, yeah. it, it's it's hard to um, kind of like not be excited about yeah. uh, the possibility. With absolutely nothing installed, no offense, no defense. That too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it seems um, like it's going to be exciting, really good season. Well, and they didn't they didn't play Jalen Young. They mm-hmm. uh, Caleb Mills missed two games. I mean, you know, and there's the guys who yeah. aren't here: David Jones and potentially yeah. DeAndre Williams. So. It's it it's got uh it's got potential to be to be really, really good. Yeah, it's got potential to be a fun season indeed, man. Yeah. But this is my guy Jason Munns. Check him out on the commercial appeal. Y'all already know who he is. B writer for Tiger Basketball. Great interview with you, man. Appreciate you coming on with me. Great man. interview by you. Man, thank you, man. Yes. Anything else good you want to say about me before we uh, take your time, man. I'll be I like that. I phone. like that shirt. Man, appreciate it. We slick came up with the man. The memo slick came out, man. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? I like it. Yeah, yeah. appreciate you, bro. Old Navy John, probably about fourteen ninety nine, something like that. Uh, look, I mean, I, I, you're just a, you're a true, uh, you're a true pro. Your wife let you out the house, bro. What? Your wife let you out the house. 
Yeah. What do you mean? We can kick like today. No. Period. Like oh, we'll, just in general. Going forward, does she let you out? Oh, there? in general. Yeah. I mean, I can. Yeah. Hey, we'll get to go. Let's we'll do, do so. My boy, Money Mons. Commercial appeal. Check him out. We about to take a break though, man. When we come back, it's the three pointer. Kendrick Stubblefield says he has a surprise for me doing the three pointers. Got me nervous. My anxiety been peaking. You know what I do? My anxiety been peaking. But yeah, we'll go out and take a break. We'll come back and see you guys in a minute on Anthony Sane Show. What's up, guys? I'm so excited to announce that we have partnered with Coaching for Literacy, and you can read more about them at coachingforliteracy.org or follow them on social media at Coaching for Literacy. Your subscription to Bluff City NIL is 100% tax deductible because of our partnership together. Thank you for supporting Memphis Tiger student athletes and helping promote the monumental cause of childhood literacy. It's hard to poke a hole in this roster. I mean, it's weird saying that in August, but just looking at the spread of it, the way it's the way it's worked out and come together and what the staff has done, once again, flowers are deserved. It, it, like if you're poking a hole, it's all kind of more abstract thoughts. Absolutely. Like how are they going to gel? Yep. If you're just talking roles, they have every role filled. Yep. We won't know that for months. Yeah. So instead of harping on that, like, you know, some people are going to get fired up about that now. Like, just looking at what's built and where this could potentially go is pretty cool. Tune in to On the Bluff with Christian Fowler and Gabe Kuhn every Tuesday at 12 p.m. on the Bluff City Media YouTube channel. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Anthony Sane Show. Great interview with my guy Jason Mons, man. A lot of stuff to talk about. Yeah, man, it seemed like a pretty dope trip. Uh, yeah, my boy Mons out there, married man, checking in with his wife. <laughs> <laughs> out there doing married dude shit in the DR, for sure. But yeah, the three-pointer, man, where we talk about three things uh, of importance in the world of sports that are going on, man. Uh, number one, uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. made me proud uh, last night, man. He picked up, first of all, before, before they played the exhibition game against Puerto Rico, uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. was basically picked as camp MVP. I don't know if you've been to any. Uh, I'm, you know this, man. Yeah. We, we've worked basketball camps together. Yep. You picked a kid who's just been like the outstanding player because of his character, his sportsmanship, <laughs> and, and uh, his ability on the court. And uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. got that award for Team USA, uh, pretty much picked as the best player in a straw poll. Um, I mean, that's pretty crazy. Oh, that's, that's nuts, man, because that team is, you know, the best of the best. Um, as far as some of the younger guys in the NBA and, and Jaron. And we saw it last night, his effect on the game. Um, he had some foul trouble, unfortunately. Um, and when, But you can see when he wasn't on the court, that team looked a lot different. The same thing with the Grizzlies. When he wasn't out there, you're, you're talking about a totally different team. Um, but uh, the United, United States was playing a pretty close game. Um, it was like a three, four, five-point game to a lot in the first half. I think they were up by eight at the half against uh, Puerto Rico. Uh, blasted these dudes by 30-something points. I think it got close to 40 or made it 40. I don't know. I watched I watched a lot of the second half. I, I missed the first quarter. Didn't even know this game was on television. Uh, very balanced scoring attack. Austin Reeves looked good. Jalen Brunson was good. Anthony Edwards. Man, that dude, like I said, that dude's going to have a hell of a season. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I think that dude's going to be really good this year, man. Um, uh, uh, Brandon Ingram, he was fine. Defensively, Brandon Ingram was doing some good things, man. Uh, 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 Mikael Bridges, oh my God, man, what a what a damn player! Uh, Mikael Bridges, Cam Johnson was good. 
Uh, Halliburton had a stretch where he was cooking. Yeah, I really want this team to win this thing so really I, bad, man. man. So do I. I want these guys to win and look good doing it. I'm here. I hear all this stuff about how international play is taking over the NBA, and and you know if you did, if you did a USA versus the world and all these type of things, USA basketball still dominates basketball. Man, y'all can get the hell out of my face with all this crazy stuff y'all are saying. I understand you got the Giannis's of the world. I just got triggered because there's a whole other conversation about Giannis I want to have because, Uh-oh. you know, he gets labeled as European, which is another. Yeah, I wonder how European would he be if, if, if he didn't play basketball. Mm-hmm. But that's, that's another conversation. That's a good inside the same brain for the future we'll talk about. Interesting. Yeah, because, um, yeah. <sighs> Something ran to the back of my neck just then. I might should have you know, you got the Montgomery, Alabama stuff going on. So, yeah, yeah. Yep. I might should have saved that one. But, yeah, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. They throw Giannis into this European uh yeah, we need that long. <laughs> but Jared Jackson Jr., man, 12 points, seven rebounds, two blocks uh, last night. Looking good, man. Looking like a grown man out there. People are talking about his size. They're talking about him, his strength. Things that you know, weren't particularly hearing about Jared Jackson Jr. Jared looks physically good out there, too, man. Um, there was a play where they showed the scrimmages. I don't know who number 37 was. I watched this clip a million times and could not figure out who that was. It's somebody on the select team that put Jaron on his ass. I don't know who that was, bro. If y'all know, uh, put it in the comments. Do you know you know what I'm talking about, Kenny? I do know what you're talking about. I need to. I, I don't know who that dude was, but he put Jaron on his ass. And I was like, oh, shit, Jaron's still getting pushed around. Um, there was a foul trouble thing, and it was one thing that kind of made me roll my eyes. It was a play where uh, Jaron got this ball stolen from him. Um, from your boy uh, Tremont Waters, is his name? Yeah, Tremont Waters. Yeah, Tremont Waters stole his ball, I believe, and then Jaron immediately fouled him, picked up his third foul, had to come out of the game. Didn't really matter because it was up by a million. But uh, that's kind of those troublesome kind of fouls with Jaron. You still kind of worry about. But Jaron looked great uh, last night for uh, Team USA FIBA basketball. They're back again um, this weekend. They play Luca's team sometime soon. I don't know if it's the next game or not. But yeah, so I'm sick of all this stuff about. Uh, 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 international teams, man. Team USA, I really hope they blast through this thing, man. They, that's a good, well-constructed team, and I love it. Um, I'm just impressed by Jalen Brunson, man. I think he is yeah, so talented. Yeah. I'm going to say this too, though, man, on the Team USA front, though. Like, why we stop locking Trey Young? <laughs> like, right? what happened, bro? That dude was like, people were like putting him out in front as being like one of the better young players in the NBA. And he wants to be out he there. He wants to be out there, and they don't. he's not on the team. Yeah. Now I know I've... Uh, speaking of other stuff that triggers me, people ask me why I don't like Tyrese Halliburton. I'm not ready to talk about that yet, but I will one day. Um, but I don't know, man. Halliburton is good, but is he good? Like Trey Young wants to be here, but he's not here. Good. That kind of bothers me, man. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I'm gonna get it alone though. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's super weird that he's not there. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, it's, it's also re- super weird that um, that um, dude from Minnesota, the guard. Um, oh no, the big man. No, the guard, the one that's the one that just got named to the starting. Uh, my brain has gone crazy. Anthony Edwards. How is he not a starter? This yeah, entire well, yeah, time? it was like yeah, he got a name to officially be a starter. Like what? I think Halliburton was starting. Yes, bro. I'm gonna get y'all a snippet of this shit, man. They, I'm gonna put my, I'm gonna put my ten four hat on. They're forcing Tyrese Halliburton on us, man. Why I have my, the- I have my theories as to why, but we're being forced Tyrese Halliburton. Like I don't, I don't think people understand that that's happening. Like, why is there any team with Anthony Edwards on it where he's not starting and Ty- Tyrese Halliburton was unbelievable? Because somebody said that's who was start- the starter was. I it thought was. it was Reeves, but they're starting Halliburton. No, it was Halliburton. It was Jalen nah, Brunson. Y'all can get out of my face with that, man. Because Halliburton is cool, but no, nah, man, stop. 
But anyway, yeah, there's a there's a Therese Halliburton theory that I have out there. I'll, I'll debut it one of these days. Once the season gets started. Or maybe during the when it's super dead, when nothing's yeah, yeah. going on. When nothing's really going on. Yeah, I'll on. talk about it, but yeah. But speaking of weird shit, uh, number two, Mark Jackson. <laughs> Bro. I hope this is bullshit, man. I really hope this is bullshit. Uh, Kenny Stubblefield, are you are you familiar with CamSoda.com? I am not familiar with CamSoda. Um, I've never visited CamSoda, but in some of my other uh, internet, internet uh, pillaging, I've seen CamSoda. I'll click a video and then uh, CamSoda. It takes me to CamSoda instead of taking me to the video. Then I got to go back to that original tab and, you know, yeah, put my business out there too tough. But I've seen Cam Soda, but I'm not familiar with their work. Uh, but, but I think they're kind of like a webcam site. But anyway, I know you're asking what does it have to do with Mark Jackson. Uh, Mark Jackson reportedly was offered a $1 million deal to provide play-by-play for a porn site, Cam Soda. Hand I, down, man, man down. down. <laughs> no. <laughs> Mama, there goes that man. I talked to a good friend of mine, Peter Edmondson, uh, about this because this is kind of just right up our alley, the type of stuff we like to talk about when we had our show together. And, and Peter says, <laughs> Step mama, there goes that man. Step mama, there goes that man. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean the funny part about this saying oh, God. is that if you know why one of the one of the many reasons Martin Jackson got fired from Golden State. Mm-hmm. That's what makes this so yeah, man. freaking funny. Yeah, a lot of people are wondering why Mark Jackson hasn't gotten a job. Look it up on YouTube. There are a lot of videos. That, that I, I've heard that the things that they said, they're theorizing, have some truth to them. Um, but, of course, he is a ordained Baptist minister, pastor of a church, if I'm not mistaken, um, slash porn uh, narrator. <laughs> alleged. Um, alleged. Um, speaking of alleged with him, you also had the thing. I'm, I'm going into my Malika Andrews bag on this one. Uh-oh. God, <laughs> dog. Mark Jackson also had a case here in Memphis, Tennessee for uh, tricking off um, or allegedly attempting to trick off with a uh, lady of the night uh, escort here in Memphis, Tennessee. I think she tried to embezzle him. She tried to um, frame him or blackmail him or whatever. Did I tell you who... who um, who that girl's pimp was? I told you. That. No, we've never talked. Yeah, about Yeah, we'll talk this. about it off the air. <laughs> yeah, let's go off air. <laughs> you really are going Malika Andrews on us. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Speaking of allegations, speaking of getting off. Uh, <laughs> Come on, <laughs> pause, pause. Speaking of, uh, <laughs> speaking of getting off. Oh no. <laughs> oh man. Former broken by Doc Holliday of uh, WMC5. Uh, former Memphis Grizzlies guard Tony Allen receives community service and supervision after pleading guilty to conspiracy to commit health care fraud. Uh, I have a sigh of relief. I'm sure Tony Allen has a sigh of relief because when you look at that Terrence Williams situation, goddamn, Tony, that could have been you. Um, Man, I'm, so, this I'm is, so happy. This man. is a relief, man, that the grandfather would not uh, do any jail time. I'm not sure what uh, what um, supervision means. Are they making sure that all of his dental appointments are legit? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I don't yeah. know what supervision means in that case. Are you taking uh, your vitamins right, at night? Right, right. Is he uh, flossing and using uh, Dr. Tishner's or Listerine? <laughs> I mean, I don't, know, I don't know what that means. But, um, yeah, Tony Allen basically got community service, community service in his blood anyway. Yep. I don't think, unless he's going to be somewhere, you know, I don't know what that means. 
being out on the side of the road with the orange, cleaning up the highway. I don't think that's what no, it means. No, no, no. Just no, means, no. yeah, just do some stuff you know, yeah, for the yeah, community. Yeah. So, yeah, that's not going to be hey, a big tell deal. tell him to come back to Memphis and do that stuff, man. I would love yeah, to see yeah. him back I would here. love to see T.A. back here again. Uh, yeah, man, for sure. Um, yeah, congratulations is what you do for this season. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Congratulations, Tony, that you're not going to jail. Uh, that's that's that pretty behind, dope, man. That it's all behind us. Yeah, it's all it's behind over. Yeah. It's over, man. It's all behind. You can do the big three thing. You can go back to maybe, you know, it's time to retire this dude's jersey now. It's man. time. It's time to go in and retire his it's jersey. Time. Let's do it this year. Let's get it done. Let's get it done. Uh, for the grandfather, man, for sure. Put the, uh, put the statue up outside, man. Come on. Let's do it. And uh, that's it for the three-pointer outside of the three-pointer. And one. And one. Speaking of, speaking of the Memphis Grizzlies, speaking of Tony Allen, Tony Allen was known for fouling dudes. Uh, <laughs> That made three pointers. A lot of Grizzlies players are kind of known for that. It's kind of our thing. <laughs> exactly. It's kind of a rite of passage. But uh, you said you had a surprise for I me. I got a surprise. This is making for me you. nervous as hell. I, I know. It, I know what it is. But there's a lot. You're you're known as a lot. Like you've got a lot of titles mm-hmm. in the city. You got a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of hats that you have to put on. And one of them is you are the tribal chief of Grizzlies Twitter. Right. Does not self proclaim either. No, it's definitely Parker not. Fleming actually gave me that uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. title. Yeah. So Grizzlies Twitter Twitter. Went a little bit nuts this week during one during a super dead period. Mm-hmm. Um, BCM Grizzlies, the Grizzly Bear Blue guys over there mm-hmm. with uh, Blood City Media. Shout out to the crew. Shout out to the crew. Mm-hmm. Put out a tweet this week, and they asked a question. Do you ever seen that movie Tangled? You ever seen that Disney movie Tangled? No. Um, I watch it a lot. My son. Hope I'm not about to mess up your game, your, no, no, your no. bit here. No, my son loves it. My son okay. loves it. So I've seen this. It's movie. based on Rapunzel. Or yeah, something, it's right? a Rapunzel. It's Rapunzel. Okay, yeah, all right. Uh, there's this scene where the 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 hero, other than Rapunzel, the the male Eugene is his name, mm-hmm. is up against a tree and he's got all these swords pointed at him and and the grizzly bear oh, blues guys. Oh, 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 it's like the uh, what 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 comment would you make that yeah. uh, where you feel like you're? Uh, I, make you I know what I mean. Like I know what I mean. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. All the so swords. So put out a tweet this week and said, "What <clears throat> grizzlies unpopular opinion would you would have you feeling like this?" Mm-hmm. And Grizzlies fans went nuts with it. How did I not see that? And as the tribal chief of Grizzlies Twitter, I need you to either, I need you to react, all right? All right. It's time to kind of put things back into yeah, man. Let back me into equilibrium on. here. You yeah. need to speak on this, okay? So I got a few of them that I want to run through, and I need your just pure, unadulterated reaction. We have not discussed this. You don't know any of these tweets. <laughs> this is just real, raw reaction. All right. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Francis Carlotta, who actually works for Bluff City Media, put, posted, he said, I mm. want to be wrong very badly, but then he gave the deuce sign to buy Roddy. What do you think? Buy Roddy. Um, I'll be honest with you, man. I'm not mad at it. Like, I can see a scenario in camp where Roddy looks expendable. Because here's one thing, man. They're Roddy six foot three. <laughs> let's, no put, let's put that out there first, man. Like he's a wing, but he's he's not six 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 seven six eight. He's probably about six four. He's probably about the height of the Anthony Melton. Right. He's just big body, righty. Big body. I can see a situation where Zaire looks good or he looks better. Jake's knocking down shots. Um, uh, Vince Williams, who's probably taller than him, is cooking. Knocking down shots and defending. Roddy did not shoot the ball well in the summer league. Not at all. Didn't look good when they kind of put him in that alpha, go get a bucket type role other than game one. No. I can see if you're talking about do I do I get rid of John Conchar's contract, which is a little complicated, or do I move off of David Roddy who may have some trade value, or I just wave David Roddy? 
shit, man. He's got the higher floor than any of those dudes, though. Like we've, but I, don't, I just think this coach he's just more of a mature player. I don't think he's actually better than those dudes per se. Um, and if they're trying to use him just as a guy who's like a spot up three point shooter or whatever, I think he's better suited if he gets to, if you let him be a little physical, make him let him be an undersized four, more of a PJ Tucker than a uh, what's the kid from Miami that then went to uh, Cleveland. I think he's more P.J. Tucker than Max Struess. Max Struess, yeah. Struess. Yep. But, um, yeah, I'm not mad at that at all. What else you get? So, the most polarizing player on the Grizzlies team right now, by far. Polarizing. Kenny um, Lofton Jr. Oh, yeah, Lofton, yeah. Everybody has something to say about mm-hmm. this man. So, I got one tweet that I want to throw to it's you and see what your thoughts are. This might ahead. piss you off. Kenny Lofton is a fun player, but will never sniff the top eight rotation for a contending team. I want to say get the hell out of my face with that. Uh, he's not top eight on this team, so I'm not. I'm not mad. I'm not. No, I ain't mad at that. I could. Then somebody came back and said, "I've been led to believe that Kenny Lofton is a a decent NBA rotational player." Wait, he he don't think he is. He doesn't think he is. I think he could be. I mean, this is a this is kind of a a prove it year for him. We'll see. I'm not. Uh, I'm not my boy uh, Grizz Spaces. Uh, my boy EJ on Twitter. I'm not him. He's a big, 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 huge Kenny Lofton proponent. I've seen, I've seen Kenny, you know, do some stuff that let you know that if anything, he's a scorer. Top eight though? No, I'm not. I can't stand on it. I can't. I can't stand it. I can't say that that Junior's a top eight guy on the contending team. I can see him being like a like a cool change of pace guy that you just kind of throw in, like if you need, you know, some quick. Energy boost as far as offense is concerned, but no, I don't. I'm not going to stand that he's the top eight dude at all. I can't do that. Let's go back a few years. All right. Somebody said this is a Grizzlies unpopular opinion that makes you feel like uh, the knives are at your neck. Mm-hmm. I would never have traded Valanciunas. Got Oh my bad. No, get the hell out of here. No man, never would have traded Valanciunas. No, Steven Adams is a much better fit. Man, our fans are goofy sometimes. JV, yeah, it's kind of getting under my skin. Next. Right? Get out of here, man. It's like stop, man. So he don't even like he did exactly what people who understood the trade did. He's gonna his time is gonna wear out in New Orleans and it's done that. Like and they're not done, yeah. they're not using him. They're not using him the way that yeah yeah he's yeah, he's he, in the way because you got you got Bi there and you got um, about to be Zion soon. Right. He's just kind of in the way, man. And he's one of those guys that he's not gonna go out there and just get rebounds and play defense and set picks. He wants the ball. So nah, I'm nah. We should right. never traded Valanciunas. Crazy, right? Get out of here. All right. So then you got these two tweets, and I want to see which one you agree with. Okay. A or B. Mm-hmm. A tweet is Taylor Jenkins is the best coach in the NBA and should be here for the next 20 to 30 years. And the second tweet, B tweet, is Taylor Jenkins is the worst coach in the NBA and should be fired immediately. Which one do I lean closer to? Which one do you lean closer to? I'll never value a coach like that. Like, not in today's NBA. I don't think he's. I think someone else can come in and do what he does or better, possibly. So I'm not going to say best in the league 30 years. I, I would fire Taylor Jenkins today. Like, I don't really care about if he's the coach or not. I yeah. mean, I don't have a reason to fire him, but I, no. I think I'm closer to firing him today. You don't hold on to that. You don't hold nah. on to him. Nah. He's not a bad coach. No, nah, he's not bad. But he's good. Yeah, he's good. I'm, but I'm not going to say, like, he's signed me up for this dude for 30 days. Did you see what Ty Lue said years, about I mean, Taylor Jenkins? Uh, what Ty Lue said? He was in an interview. He did an interview, I think, with mm-hmm. uh, Matt Barnes. Speaking of that, man, that damn uh, Team USA coaching staff, Woo. 
Them boys was looking iconic on that bitch last night. But no, go ahead, man. Tyloo was asked by, I think Matt Barnes asked mm-hmm. him, he said, who are the top three coaches that you know when you go and play their teams mm-hmm. that you got to deal with in-game adjustments? And he picked, nah, this is about to be some cap right here. He picked Taylor Jenkins. Stop. No. No, nah, nah, no, he ain't. He said Taylor. <laughs> he said Taylor. He said Taylor Jenkins. When Taylor Jenkins, when we play the Grizzlies, I know. Nah, I got to come. No, nah, man, plan. get out of my face, Tyloo. No, you make you make me question you now. Hey, Tyloo is known as one of the best in-game adjustment exactly. coaches in the entire game. Nah, man. I, nah. I had to get the Derrick Rose son face emoji on that one, man. <laughs> no. <Nah, nah. laughs> anyway, all right. Next, last one. All last right. one. We'll get out of here. Mm-hmm. This is the crazy one to me. This one, this one made me go, bro. This is this was such a terrible idea, and mm-hmm. we got some nutbags as Grizzly, <laughs> oh, Grizzly we do. fans on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Trey Jada, Minnesota for Cat and Mike, Man, and we win up. it all. Mike, Mike, who? Conley. Out here, man. The fuck is wrong with y'all, man? What? At least Trey Jada for Cat for Cat and Mike, and we win it all. Mike Conley. Oh, that's a goofy ass fan. Now, if you said like Anthony Edwards or something. I can have that conversation with you. But man, Cat and the washed up backup point guard. What are you saying? Start Mike Conley at point? Yeah. Dude, Mike We're, Conley's 38 years old, man. What are we doing, bro? <laughs> get the f out of here, man. It's time for the season to start. Yeah, man. man let's get some basketball going because y'all being weird. Y'all being extra strange. Like, I had this dude like arguing me up and down that Derrick Rose is going to get like Kyle Lowry minutes. So I was like, dude, Kyle Lowry plays 30 minutes again. Yeah, man. He was like, nah, he ain't going to be like, you know. Getting crazy minutes, but he'll get like he'll be like a Kyle Lowry. It's like, do you know Kyle Lowry plays thirty minutes again? Like, would he's, you be? He's like, the backup point guard. Derrick <laughs> <laughs> nah, Rose ain't. I don't know, man. He ain't playing that though. But no. Anyway, but yeah, the tribal chief has spoken. The tribal chief has spoken to y'all, man. Yeah, man. There it is. Dust says uh, 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 Jason Munns, who also co-signs. You know my awesomeness, my superiority. So yeah. I think Jason like I think Jason uh, appreciates your uh fan of the show, man. He's a fan of the show, man. Yeah, that's what's up. My boy Jason Munns, good interview, man. About to take a break, man. I'm about to take a long break for this. I might have get him walk around a little bit, man. Stretch a little bit for this one, man. Inside the same brain. Y'all know what's coming, goddammit. It's coming. We about to get on y'all ass for inside the same brain. Monumental history made over the weekend. We'll talk about that and nothing else. I ain't gonna say that anymore. That and nothing else when we come back on the edge of the same show. Bring y'all ass back in a minute. Has FAU somersaulted over a lot of other teams as like your most aggravating fan base? Oh, easily. They just think they are so elite because they made this one run. You won this one fluky ass game where there were six or seven different calls. Everyone were up in arms about like, what what are we talking about? And it's not like a thing where they're like, hey, Memphis, great game. You guys are great competitors. I can't wait to see what the future holds between us. Because if they said that, I would respect them. I don't respect FAU fans. I don't. Tune in to Tigers Untapped with TJ Willis and Trey Lasley every Wednesday at 3 p.m. on the Bluff City Media YouTube channel. What's up, guys? I'm so excited to announce that we have partnered with Coaching for Literacy, and you can read more about them at coachingforliteracy.org or follow them on social media at Coaching for Literacy. Your subscription to Bluff City NIL is 100% tax deductible because of our partnership together. 
Thank you for supporting Memphis Tiger student-athletes and helping promote the monumental cause of childhood literacy. It's hard to poke a hole in this roster. I mean, it's weird saying that in August, but just looking at the spread of it, the way it's the way it's worked out and come together and what the staff has done, once again, flowers are deserved. It, like, if you're poking a hole, it's all kind of more abstract thoughts. Absolutely. Like, how are they going to gel? Yep. If you're just talking roles, they have every role filled. Yep. We won't know that for months. Yeah. So instead of harping on that, like, you know, some people are going to get fired up about that now. Like, just looking at what's built and where this could potentially go is pretty cool. Tune in to On the Bluff with Christian Fowler and Gabe Kuhn every Tuesday at 12 p.m. on the Bluff City Media YouTube channel. y'all welcome back to the final segment of Anthony Sainz show props to my boy uh, Jason Munns once again great segment with him uh, talking about his experience in the Dominican Republic yeah man enough talk though man let's go ahead and jump into this uh, yeah man I, I have never sat in my bed and went through my day went through my weekend and looked forward to inside the same brain as much as I am today um, sometimes I wonder what I'm gonna talk about oh no Oh, no. Not today. Not today. <laughs> Not this time. <laughs> we got him. <laughs> Shout out to my boy on, uh, what's that show? Beyond Belief. Yeah, not this time. Oh, man. Montgomery, Alabama. Allow me to set the stage. Because <laughs> there was something going on that weekend, this weekend in Montgomery, Alabama, that a lot of people may not have known about. They might have put a battery right. in the back of some of these right, right, right. individuals. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna make a direct connection, but I was to say if there was anything that would give these gentlemen motivation to think they can whoop a six foot something man's a large man's ass. Alongside then, there's some liquid courage probably right, involved. In right. It. Liquid yeah. courage probably is definitely involved. But just something that added to the audacity of the event, I believe, was I believe this is a scenario. I'm not gonna say that these Gentleman and uh, Miss Susie McCluzy uh, is quoted, is named, is dubbed by the young lady on the phone. I don't think that Susie McCluzy and the other gentleman in the boat, uh, I'm not going to say that they were in attendance, but this being in, sometimes when certain things are going on in your city, it just kind of mm. puts a batter in your back. Mm -hmm. uh, there was a Donald Trump fundraiser in which he was kind of shooting off about all the legal stuff he was going through. And this happened in Montgomery, Alabama this weekend. All right. Then there was something that uh, I have to be a part of. That Memphis, if Memphis doesn't have this, they need it. There was a uh, 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 ship and sip. <laughs> Dude, that is. No, sip and ship or sipping something. But it involves being on a boat and drinking. And it was a uh, boat full of Negroes. That was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. This is the best story I've ever seen in my life, man. But there was a boat full of Negroes that were riding on the Harriet Two. Um, Harriet Tubman, of course, you all know who Harriet Tubman was, but this boat was called the Harriet Two, filled with my people, um, Kenny Stubberfield. <clears throat> this is not a slave boat. This boat was for recreational purposes. Oh, that sounds like a vibe and a half, bro. I think they got something like that in Memphis, too. Do Where they? It's like, sip and you ride on the one of the Memphis river boats. I don't know, but I'm going. If they do, <laughs> the next year they have, I'm going. <laughs> hey, next year they need to have the Rotel Fest. Well, the Rotel on that Fest boat. live. I heard Rotel. I heard the Rotel Fest was canceled due to weather. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> <laughs> I 
If there's a place in Memphis where somebody might get their ass whooped, it would probably be Rotel Fest too. Um, okay. All right. So there was a there was a Donald Trump rally uh fundraiser in Montgomery. Uh this black boat boat, the Harriet Two, was doing a tour, the sipping, whatever it's called. Uh, sipping, shipping, whatever it's called. Uh, they were trying to dock. They were trying to park so these people could go home. You know what I mean? So yeah. they could end their, their tour or whatever. And these uh, people were on this boat blocking the space. The guys working there say, like, man, you got to move your boat. You know, I'm just kind of putting words in their mouths based on the actions or so. Uh, they jumped on the dude, <clears throat> whooped him. The brother throws his hat in the air. I don't know if that was, I need to get my hands One free. of the all-time greatest. I don't know what was, I don't, people saying that was a signal, like he was signaling brothers, but uh, shout out to the white dude who tried to come in and break the fight up, and the other white dudes pushed him out the way, and um, he came to the black man's aid, um, and I was wondering, was this, this poor black man going to get beat by himself? Uh, other brother came in, he came in with some peace, and uh, it was looking like... Uh, the, the the black guy that was the security guard was gonna be outnumbered, Kenny Stubberfield, yeah. until uh, a mythical creature uh, appeared uh, by the name of Aquaman. Aquaman, uh, <laughs> get his ass! Uh, some, somebody called him Nemo. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I've heard Nemo. I've heard uh, uh, Jamichael Phelps. I've heard uh, <laughs> Jamichael. I've heard Scuba Gooding Jr. Uh, Peter Emerson called me with Scuba Gooding Jr. I've heard uh, several, several names, man. Um, but that brother, young 16-year-old cat, jumped in. Afro was still, you know what I'm saying, intact. In that kid was only 16 years 16 old? 16 years old. He, Hell he, he yeah. Jumped. He was a crew member on the Harriet 2, Kenny Stubblefield. Let's go. Which also made me think about this, man. But you know, you know, <laughs> this ain't what I thought about. But you know, sidebar, you know, Jesus used the disciples. They were all teenagers, right? right? Right, Come this on. young man, this young, this young man. But you think about this: he works on a boat, right? So I'm sure they have to be able to be prepared to jump in the water, swim. I'm sure you can't do this and can't swim. I'm sure, you, I'm sure to be part of the staff, you have to be like a certified lifeguard type dude. I, I'm sure you can't have that type of job and you can't swim. So I was impressed by his abilities. Yeah, Did man, that see? man hit that water and was gone. Was gone. Hit the water, climbed up. Climbed up and um, was able to, you know, that was a coworker of his. That security guy was one of his coworkers. Hands were getting thrown. Susie McClusey and them were getting, man, it was, it was some real deal jacket in that joint, man. Um, um, just a lesson in leave people the fuck alone. And that's what that was, man. Like, the guy was doing his job. They were being assholes, not moving their boat, knowing this huge tour boat was trying to park, and they would not move their boat. Um, they put hands on the guy. People started coming out of nowhere. They said some guys, I don't know if these guys were members of Omega Sci-Fi fraternity <laughs> or they were Hebrew Israelites. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Either way. Came out of nowhere. They were bros. The bros came out and were laying hands, uh, moving furniture. Um, we saw people chairs. We saw people voluntarily jumping into the water. We saw people yeah. getting thrown into the water. Yeah. Um, Shirts getting pulled off. We saw Black Air Force One energy for sure. We saw women jumping women. We saw men jumping women. And I'll say this, Kenny Stubblefield. Um, I'm a big proponent of, I've said this openly on Twitter. I've said this on the radio. It bothers me to see women participate in like MMA or boxing. It's yeah. just it, not saying they, they're not capable, but it's, it's kind of cringy to me to see. It bothers me like the protector of me, like 
it just bothers me to see women in a, in a contact sport. But oh, when I saw that woman get hit in the head with a chair. <laughs> that man was swinging that chair with some with some intent, with some ferocity. And it was a perfect thing because you know it was one of those white, thin, light chairs. You know what I mean? Man. Man, that man was swinging that thing, man, fervently out there, man. He was laying hay for sure. Um, some other highlight. Let me think. I talked about Susie McCluzy. I talked about the bros came out. Um, the little Avengers, the the, 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 <laughs> uh, the Avengers that came out in the beginning. I don't know where them brothers came from. They just came out hands ready. They Somebody put the meme out of the... Uh, of the Doctor Strange rings, they were popping like they were coming out of <laughs> That was so good. Oh, man, it was some hands getting thrown that day, man. It was some real deal ass whooping going down. Have man. you seen that gif going around where that guy says, there's a there's a, there's a, a graph in front of you? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And the y-axis is find out. And the x-axis is around, around and find out, yeah, <laughs> where they meet. <laughs> where do they meet? And we saw that uh, the other day, man. We saw that in real live form. Yeah. And I'll say this, man, people probably think I'm full of shit for saying this, but that really felt like a historical moment. Um, this happened in the South. Uh, police were there, and it didn't go the way it probably should could have gone in a situation where police, you know, are involved. Um, I believe that Alabama is a, is a place where you can carry weapons. Nobody was shot. Yep. Just a good old-fashioned ass whooping, Just man. Good it's a good old-fashioned old, fight. Good old leave us the hell alone. Don't, you know... This that was just, we're in the South, man, and we've seen stuff like that that goes yeah. historically has gone the other way around, and this look it looks like it's gonna be justice. Now I'm sure that dude that was swinging that chair is going to jail. I'm sure. Uh, like like the dude on the video said, that man that man getting a felony. <laughs> but yeah, it seems like the good guys are gonna win in this situation, man. Um, I'm proud of it, man, and just because. Just leave people alone, man. Like, damn. You know what I mean? Like, why are you why are you being a jackass and not moving your funk ass boat? And you sit there trying to land this huge riverboat, man. You sit there trying to park this thing and you're just being a, a just jackass. Being a jackass about yeah, it. Yeah, then you're gonna put hands on a security guard, and then these people start coming out of nowhere. Just trying to do his job, man. Like yeah. that's the thing is shout, like, out, shout out to the heroes. Yeah, man. Just trying it. to do his job. And yeah. I I loved like you could see from the boat, there's this is it was in that moment that I was like, there's been plenty of times where I've been like, man, I'm so glad mm -hmm. that 99.9 percent .9 of the of the community now has a damn video camera in their pocket mm -hmm. at all times, and that was a perfect scenario yep. of that because like, the police officers were like, do y'all have video? Yeah, and, and they everybody and, has video mm -hmm. because and, go, ahead. go ahead, no, you got it. And it was it was great because man, like you saw, like I said, these, these type of situations when when there's, you know, these type of fights or whatever it is, people come in, they see white people getting attacked by black people, and here we go pepper spraying, handcuffing, beating down the black people or shooting or whatever. Right. We've seen these things. Right. It was like, no, nah, let's, let's assess this situation, yeah. and then we'll move. And there were some situations where you had to, you had to, the police had to be physical. But you saw uh, when the police came that the, that the the original attackers were coming to the police officers and, Trying to flip the whole script. Yep. You had people, no, no, that ain't what happened. It was them. It was it was it was them. It was Susie McCluzy and them. Don't be crying now. It was them. You know, you had all that type of stuff going on. So, um, and I'll say this, man. Uh, we came on here just a few months ago, a uh, month or so ago, and I talked about how uh as as black people, man, we need a holiday. We need one. Can you stop a feel? We need one, man. I said I talked about how we participate in uh, 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 the Cinco de Mayo's, and how we participated in the St. Patrick's Days. 
<laughs> I said, black people, we need our own holiday. We can get drunk, get high. You know what I mean? Barbecue. Ain't, you know what I mean? Where's we just do black people stuff? <laughs> like, <laughs> and I said, I said, we need one of those. I don't know what the date could be. And right here on the edge of the same show, I dub August the 5th of, of uh, <laughs> whatever year going forward to be that holiday. I've thrown out some names. We probably get put in the comments what you think the name could be for this black holiday. Should it be Cinco de Negro is what I've heard. <laughs> I've heard, I've heard found out day, the day that people found out. Yeah. They, they fucked around and found out. I've heard I've heard found out day. I've heard the uh, the Montgomery Sweet Tea Party. That is, is uh, that is one of the best names. I'm, I'm down for Cinco de Negro. <laughs> Listen, that Montgomery Sweet Tea Party, that one, that one to me, when I read that, I was like, <laughs> that's it, man. That's it. But yeah, but never forget, man. Never forget August 5th, 2023. Uh yeah, the day that yeah, the day that y'all realize, just yeah. leave people alone, man. Yeah, just leave people hell alone, man. And don't be a jackass. Because <laughs> we we turn into the Nick Vengers on y'all ass <laughs> for sure. Oh man, oh man, <laughs> oh amazing stuff, amazing stuff for sure. And if you want an item to commemorate the uh, the event of uh, August fifth, two thousand twenty-three, go pick up the shirt. The, the unofficial shirt on my website, or you can slide in my DM. I'll shoot you the link. It's on my Twitter. It's on my Facebook. The shirts to captivate the uh, the, the magic of August the 5th, uh, the day that they learn to fuck around and find out. But, yeah, it's been a great show, man. Uh, Jason Munns, appreciate you again, my brother, for coming on. Great segment with him. Uh, go check out last week's show with John Martin. People are still talking about the interview with him, uh, the show he had last week for sure. Um, yeah, man. But yeah, we'll 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 get that y'all, man. Yeah, off air. TJ Willis told me last night that that John Martin interview was one of the best interviews he's ever seen. For real? Yep. Yeah, John was great, man. Cause like people people have to remember that part of what we do in sports talk, radio, or podcasting, or whatever you're doing, news, whatever you're doing, we're entertainers, man. So we're we're portraying a character. We're we're, we're portraying a overinflated version of ourselves. But behind that person is a real person that we have to come home to. And John's transparency, the things he talked about. John's really like he, he doesn't really want want that credit. A man didn't even understand the brevity of that credit. But being a guy like he was, there are so many guys that are following his footsteps, man. We have a guy, amazing guy, as part of uh, Bluff City Media, my boy Hitman Hoops. All these guys are super young guys in the community who are figuring out life while they're doing media on the side or whatever. And they, John broke so many barriers. He he kind of cleared paths for uh, those type of guys to, to not have to wait until you have a college degree in journalism to write for a paper or to have a radio show. You know what I mean? So, yeah, man, shout out to that for sure. But, uh, but yeah, props to my boy Jason Munns. Uh, props to all the, uh, the heroes out there who will dive in the water to avenge a brother uh, in need uh, for sure, man. August 5th, 2023, never forget. Uh, an amazing... Oh, that's a black holiday, man. We calling it something. Cinco de Negro is my choice. Uh, I don't know what y'all want to call it, but we got to do something because uh, Juneteenth is just a little bit too serious for me. <laughs> it's just a little bit too adult for me, man. I can't, I can't get drunk, high, eat barbecue, and uh, you know, pray to the ancestors all at the same time. <laughs> I need something where I ain't got to talk to the ancestors or burn sage, but or wear a dashiki. None of that. I just want to just be black and have a good time. Uh, but, yeah. But anyway, man, we'll see you guys next time. 
For my boy Kenny Stubblefield behind the glass. It's your boy Anthony Sane. We'll see y'all next time on the Anthony Sane Show. And we out. Thank you for listening to the Anthony Sane Show. If you enjoyed this episode, leave a rating and a review wherever you download your podcasts. Also, like and subscribe to Bluff City Media's YouTube page. For comprehensive coverage of Memphis sports, head over to www.bluffcitymedia.co and find out how you can become an insider. We will see you back here next week.